Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast, South Africa's number one motoring podcast. My name is George Mini, and as usual, joined by none other than Wendile Sishi. Yeah, yeah, back in the house. Well, back in the studio this time. Um, but yeah, glad to be here. Glad Where does your surname come from? Um, it's South African, uh, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, or well, my father has found that there are some sushis in Japan. In America, oh, yeah, okay. So okay. Because I thought sushi, sushi. Close, but uh, no no relation. It's oh, actually yeah. not from Japan yet. It's definitely from here. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Sushi. Very <laughs> nice surname though. Okay. Thanks. Nonetheless, we're not here to talk about uh, Wendy's um, surname. We, we're here to talk about reliability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, so this is the reliability e- episode and uh, the numbers are in from uh, a JD Power survey, which is an American survey. Correct. Yeah. Uh, um, and it ranks the most reliable car brands or vehicle brands, not only car brands, yeah. um, uh, based on 30,000 consumers. Yeah, so huge base um, and they are basically across the board so you can kind of trust what they say. Well, Although yeah. Results, that is. Um, I mean, we'll get into the mechanics of, uh, um, uh, of how they get the data um, a little bit later on because I've got some thoughts on that. But uh, <laughs> Um, you know, we'll find out which brands rank below the industry average and uh, uh, what is considered in the ranking. And then um, something I've never seen before, which is EV reliability, yeah. which, is, uh, which is quite interesting. Um, and then what does that mean for the South African car shopper? Yeah, big questions uh, there. And I think, uh, you know, we see it all the time on Ask Auto Trader. Reliability is such a, an asked about thing. So now at least we can give a little bit more of insights on which brands are reliable. Most reliable. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, um, so what is your, on top of your list when it comes to reliability issues, Wendy? Um, on top of my, okay, so the thing that I've noticed personally is that I think a lot of cars are reliable anyways. I think we've come to a point where technology and vehicles don't necessarily break down, um, but there'll just be some certain things such as quality that might, may impact that. So that could be quality of the handle on your door, which may become kind of creaky after a while. Um, that is a point that could be knocked. Could be entertainment that's not as touchy as you would like it to be. Um, so I think those are the kind of the factors which I would sort of look out for when I'm looking for a car in reliability, not necessarily just the engine and mechanical issues. I think a lot you. of I think a lot of people, you know, um, view reliability through a lens of mechanical reliability. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I mean, let's be honest with the world of EVs in the future. Uh, mechanical reliability problems are largely going to go away. Yeah. You're not going to have mechanical reliability problems. So, so I, you know, I'd be interested to, to see whether over uh, the decades, whether mechanical reliability was high in this JD Power survey and has come down. Yeah. Well, that's, um, have you had a look at the, the, the previous results? I have. So one of the things that's kind of noticed by them is that that's the, the area which is specifically mechanical and sort of engine problems is the one where the changes are not changing much anymore, but they did have a big jump, you know, back in the day, about 10 years ago. Jump down. Jump down, yeah. Mm. Whereas now, the things that are coming up the most are with regards to comm systems or driver aids or the infotainment. So that's where people are really seeing issues with their car and, and finding these little pain points which are ruining the experience essentially of, of ownership. Well, Wendy has studied this report in uh, in detail, and it was conducted for 32 consecutive years, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and it looks at number of problems per 100 vehicles by owners over the last 12 months. Um, mm-hmm. And they do this annually, right? Annually. Annually, yeah. Yeah, they have not stopped, yeah. 
A study found that vehicle dependability is at an all-time high. Now, we've been saying this for a long time. We have, uh, There's yeah. no bad cars. Not anymore. Um, you know, the, 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 the problems aren't as big as they used to be. You know, yeah. when you get stuck on the side of the road with a carburetor injector <laughs> issue or, a, or even no, – carburetors don't have injectors. But a carburetor issue or an injector issue or yeah. a fuel problem or uh, uh, running out of fuel to your own fault. But uh, – <laughs> um, but it's always so, mechanical. It was never, you know, there's always a problem then. There was always something to be to look out for. Well, the problems uh, today are not going to put you on the side of the road. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing. It, it says a lot about where cars have become. And, you know, when people are looking for a car, I don't think mechanical reliability is something that you can, can use anymore mm. um, to knock a car down. That's why test drives are so important because what you're now feeling and touching is the exact thing which may, you know, destroy the reliability or the dependability of your vehicle. Which is then design design issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so problems owners reported with 2018 model, uh, year model cars, so three-year-old cars, declined by 10% from last year's report. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so older car and the problems have declined. So I think there's two things that could be in play there. Uh, one, people weren't driving as much in the last year. Pandemic, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, sort of, you know, those... Issues coming up were probably less frequent because they do stick that three years as a as a as a constant. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there has been a huge change in a year's time in terms of you know the new twenty eighteen year model vehicles. Um, so I think it's just people playing with the car as much as before. So some of the numbers: um, uh, the industry averaged one hundred and twenty one problems per hundred vehicles, down from one hundred and thirty four problems per hundred vehicles in twenty twenty. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, it's quite a it's quite a big jump. I mean, that's a jump of uh, thirteen points. Yeah, around the thirteen points exactly. Yeah. yeah, and we see year on year is that the gaps are are relatively small. Mm. Um, so other cars have become extremely dependable. Or it could be one of the two, you know, variables such as the pandemic, which is impacting that. Well, this is on a consistent decline, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's so getting better and better. yeah, it's getting better and better. Um, so, uh, so the differences now between uh, most of the brands apparently are uh, very slight. Yeah. Not not very many, and uh, um, you know, if you if you actually have a look at the problems per hundred vehicles, uh, Lexus ranks right at the top with eighty-one problems per hundred vehicles. Um, so the lower the score, the better. Mm-hmm. 81 problems per 100 vehicles. And the next one is Porsche with 86 problems per 100 vehicles. Mm-hmm. So you can see the gap there is only five, five points. Five points, yeah. Um, and it gets, yeah. it's, it squeezes up a little bit more towards the mid. Yeah. You know, it just, it just seems like the, you know, I guess the number one rank car versus the, the least rank car, there's a, there's a serious gap there. Um, yeah. And that's where, you know, consumers need to look out for those little differences because that could potentially impact you when you Well, I mean, car. is it important to look out for those little differences? Because are they little? You know, and and do they matter to you? You know, so if the if the volume control is out of reach, <laughs> yeah. but you love the car's leather interior, yeah. is the volume control really a problem? Well, I think that's why they put why the the the, the, the what's it called the sample size is so huge of the reports is because they want to make sure that it's fair, including those little nuances. So a little nuance when you're having a huge you know pool, if it's big, then that's something that you should note. Um, because more than not, it's going to be, you know, it won't be, it won't destroy your experience of the vehicle. Yeah, but you won't, you won't know this in this, in the study because yeah. it's, it's really just numbers of problems. It is just numbers, yeah. So it could be a small problem, could be a big problem. I mean, from 81 to some of these cars are sitting on 200, that is something that is definitely notable. Yeah. It's not like a, hey, you know, it's just a volume thing. No, I think that's a, something that, you know, you should consider and that's why test drives are important.
So the study researches 177 specific problems that may occur across a, uh, a list that is grouped by eight major vehicle categories. So those categories are infotainment, are there mm. problems with infotainment, communication and navigation systems, Got big issues, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you. Yeah. You told me a few times. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, although my my Jaguar I pace the navigation is pretty good, I'll, and, I, yeah. and I'll tell you why I think in a second. The heating system, mm-hmm. ventilation and air conditioning, so heating and cooling, um, uh, engine and transmission, mm-hmm. controls and displays, volume control problem, <laughs> driving experience, exterior, interior, and seats. Yeah. So, so which brands around the world generally are scoring highest on this list? Consecutively, for a few years now, the Asian brands um, have topped the list of dependability. Uh, we're talking you know, Toyota, Kia, Lexus, um, Hyundai. They seem to be the brands that uh, consistently have been ranked very high in terms of de- de- dependability. Now, I don't think dependability is the same thing as quality, and I think that's something that's really important to note is how dependable based on the quality that you're getting. It should be, you know, that's kind of a, a fair factor that, that's understood. Yeah. Um, and I think the markets or the Asian markets is a lot more competitive than, say, the German markets where you know brand equity has such a huge um, hold on people. So is this a dependability study or a uh, you know a study just with problems per hundred vehicles? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think because the cars are all relatively new, you're not going to see anything that's going to be like insane. If something. On a very, if, if a car has a perception of having high quality and the thing is really like it's completely broken, yeah, that's gonna knock, that's gonna be a serious issue to a car where it, you know from the moment you bought it, it wasn't as sturdy and it's shifting a little bit now. Well, I mean, look at the look at the uh, the middle of the road rankings, which is BMW and Mercedes. Mercedes is fifteenth on the list, ranks with one hundred and twenty two problems per hundred vehicles. Yeah, um, versus BMW's one hundred and eight. You just like BMW. I do. But something to note there is the industry average is really important. It's 121, yes. Yeah. So industry average is 121. But does that make a Mercedes-Benz uh, a car dependable. that's less dependable or not reliable? I don't think so. I don't, I, don't think it, I, don't, I don't think it makes it unreliable, but it makes it less reliable. No. I think it just makes it probably more annoying. Well, this is across... Or less annoying. Like we said, it's, a, it's across 177 different things. Uh-huh. So, you know... Like, uh, you can't tell me that having a, um, a BMW where, in your opinion, <laughs> the volume control is out of reach. But it's not about out of reach. It's about how dependable it is. You know, is it going to break off? Is the volume bus going to break off? Not necessarily if it's out of reach. It's, it's not an experiential and Not an experiential study. study. It's no. a problem study. So, so there has to be, actually be a problem with the It has to be a car. problem. Like okay. It's not working okay. anymore. Oh, okay, yeah. I get you. Okay. All right. But then... But then it doesn't make it mechanically unreliable because we said mechanically unreliable cars are on the decline. That's one of the things um, that counts. Yeah, it doesn't okay. necessarily – because Mercedes 122, 122 does not make it mechanically faultier than the, the first rank car. Yeah. Yeah. It's just other things on the list which may have not been as great as uh, potentially the engine in that scenario. Okay. So this is not about annoying things in the car. It's yeah. about uh, uh, the stuff that's actually broken <laughs> Correct. Uh, uh, in the car. So, so Porsche has 86 things that are potentially uh, a problem um, in, in 100 vehicles. Per 100 vehicles, yeah. And those could be small things to big things, right? Correct. They don't uh, really tell us that it's, you know, it, w- it would be nice to see where's the engine, engine only. Um, and then we'll be able to, you know, give a report on that. But they don't. 
but they don't. Yeah. So right now, all the the nice thing is JD Power does have a few reports for different things. Yeah. Um. So if you really want one, I'm sure they can. You know, I'm sure they have one for it. But this is specifically on these eight categories. Well, let's get into uh, technology and body type. So um, uh, recent year models rarely have mechanical failures. Is this according to the study? It's according to the study. And the biggest problems are infotainment aids um, and common tools, which remain the biggest uh, the biggest issues. So um, I, I, think, I think that infotainment is one of my biggest bugbears in most cars today. Um, you know, those, especially those cars who don't have Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. And in some cars, the Apple CarPlay doesn't work well. Work well. I'm having that. Pro- I had that problem a week ago. Um, is I was I was driving my girlfriend's Suzuki Jimny, and it has Android Auto, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, oh. and it doesn't really tell you why. Um, and it, it's kind of annoying because at the time we were traveling, and I needed it for the navigation. Um, so I can I can completely vouch with that as you know that's definitely going to be my biggest pet peeve. And it seems to come out in the study that uh, infotainment aids and, and communication tools are the biggest uh, issue. I mean, I have, a, I have a big problem with Bluetooth in cars. Mm. Uh, you know, even in my iPace, one of the, one of the uh, small annoying factors is yeah. sometimes the Bluetooth doesn't connect. Yeah. And yeah. you're driving and now you want to make a call and you push connect phone and it doesn't connect. Exactly. Uh, then I have to switch the car off. Switch it back on. So, which means I've got so to pull, if I really want to use the Bluetooth, I've got to pull to the side of the road, switch the car off, switch it back on. And then I haven't changed anything on my phone. Yeah. Okay. And the phone connects. It kind of reminds me of a conversation that you were having with me a while back about bespoke systems versus these sort of aids, these Android Reuters and, and CarPlay. Do you have a preference with regards to if you had to purchase a car? Well, I'm, I'm on the fence. Uh, if you asked me this question two or three years ago, I would have said car manufacturers should not make software mm. because I mean, said it before, they, yeah, they're so. not good at it. Okay. But when a car is built from the ground up, mm-hmm. the Jaguar I-Pace is an example. Mm. It's got its software issues. Okay. Yeah. But it really, in, in all, all in all, it works well. Yeah. Um, there are niggly issues which they need to deal with, which are software bugs, which I'm pretty sure that you know you've experienced on your phone as well, software yeah. bugs. So, so you can't beat them up for it. Um, um, so I think manufacturers have come a long way to be building their own software, yeah. and it's better to have a hardware platform with bespoke software on it nowadays versus five years ago. Five years ago, that I mean, if you drive a car from five years ago, the software is clunky. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not great. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be. I used to always say bespoke systems are better, but um, you now flipped. I wouldn't say I flipped. I think some bespoke systems are just not as good as what an Android Auto or, um, or Apple CarPlay system will do. Yeah. Um, but in other cases, it's you know the bespoke system is going to be worse, but the price is significantly lower, and I'll just go for the uh, the driver aid or the, yeah. the CarPlay. Well, I mean, I've never driven a car. Yeah. That has a bespoke navigation system that works properly with the maps uh, updating over the air and okay, okay. giving you alternative <laughs> routes. And, you know, but my Jaguar I-Pace is the first navigation system that I'm actually using in the car. That's bespoke. It's bespoke. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a, like a it's Jaguar, a Jaguar system, thing. It's not yeah. like a, yeah. your phone. I mean, obviously they're getting the maps and the data from third parties. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, yes, it's got Apple CarPlay. An Android Auto, but um, uh, I'd prefer I'd, the, the bespoke system. The bespoke system because the screens are so so nice. They're made for the car. They're made for the the, yes. the 
uh, what's it called the resolution and the and the maps actually work. Yeah. You know, when you do a search for somewhere, yeah, uh, the data actually comes up. But that's because the car's got a SIM card inside, so it constantly it actually I think uses the internet. Yeah. Whereas in the days of old, you had the software loaded on the car, yeah, and then would become outdated. It's a new road. It's yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. It's a problem. But anyway, in saying that, in this JD powder powder. The JD Power study, um, um, people often um, judge a car based on their phone yeah, connecting I can that. with that car. I can completely believe that. Also, just the experience of your mobile phone versus um, specifically your, your entertainment and information apps on your phone versus on your vehicle. Um, you know, the, I know many people who don't even use their bespoke system, they just use a they, they Google well, maps. I haven't up to now. I've, yeah. I've always used my phone with uh, with the cars that I've had. Exactly. Never, never, never used their navigation systems. So first time that I am. Yeah. So people um, are comparing that experience versus kind of what they're getting in these cars now. And is it fair? Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't think it matters. I think um, you need to in- anticipate the fact that people will be doing that anyways, mm-hmm. and you need to make a system that works. You, you need. Ma- that's the point. To make a system that works. Exactly. You know, that doesn't. You know, just. It should feel it. seamless, yeah. It should feel seamless. Yeah. So sedans proved to be the most reliable vehicles, averaging 111 problems, whereas buckies are the worst with 130 problems per 100 vehicles. Yeah, I'd be interested to see or understand why. I did. Personally, I've never driven that many cars, so I wouldn't be able to be like, you know, I can, I can, I can believe that. But, yeah. you know, the numbers don't lie. A journalist would be able to tell us why people might feel that way. Well, I mean, I think the data will be able to tell us. And then SUVs came in between sedans and uh, and buckies at 122 problems per uh, per hundred vehicles. So, so it's it's, it's very interesting that uh, that buckies yeah. ranked with some of the worst yeah. experiences for uh, for consumers. Yeah, I wonder why. Do you think it's because buckies are taken off road and over time they kind of pushed to Break the more. edge? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Could be one of the factors, but most buckies, I mean, especially in South Africa, are really just driven on the tarmac. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So yeah, you know, it's uh, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. yeah, now we know. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Tesla because uh, Tesla, although there are numbers for Tesla, yeah, um, they're not officially ranked in the JD Power study. Why is that? So this is um, so before we get into that, so they they ranked fairly low. Um, well, let's get into that because yeah. I've been in both the Tesla yes. as an EV. Yes. Love the Tesla. Let's not beat about the bush. Absolutely love the Tesla, right? Okay. However. However, <laughs> now that I have the Jaguar I-Pace, and it's not just because it's a Jaguar I-Pace. It's just the EV that I'm living with right now. Mm. I've driven the Mini SE mm. and uh, uh, I've driven the, uh, the BMW i3. Yeah. And... You know, and, and I've got the same feelings for the i3 and the Mini SE, but the Jaguar I-Pace's build quality, yes, is just far superior, yeah, to the Tesla's build quality. I think that's globally people have been saying the same thing. They just say that the quality of the Tesla is not up to scratch. So, how many problems did the Tesla have per hundred cars? Based on seventy-six, uh, which is which is fairly bad. Um, and you know, in the in the well, 120, 176. Oh my word, my friends are going to beat me up for this. Land Rover is the only one that ranked worse. No, I lie. And Alpha. Jaguar actually Jaguar, ranked yeah. worse at 186, yeah. but probably not the EV. No, this is, uh, and also once again, this is not about quality, it's about... Yeah, problems. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Reliability. Um, yeah, and, and to your point, to your question of why Tesla essentially is not ranked, it's because essentially they, JD Power was not allowed to access the database um, of of the the required amount of vehicles. So they need 
at least, I think it's, I can't remember how many vehicles, but they need, there's a certain criteria Consumers, that each brands um, need to hit. And just because they didn't have access to, you know, uh, the enough um, number of consumers, they couldn't really rank them, wouldn't be fair. So, I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure of this theory, but it sounds to me like uh, JD Power um, gets all of OEM, gets a list of consumers, probably based on consumer consent as well, gets a list of consumers, rings them up, does the survey, and then comes back with a result. Well, that's, you would have to ask them and find out what their methodology is, but that's, considering it's 30,000 different consumers. I would imagine that that's the only way to get That's the only way you do it quickly um, and fairly and efficiently. So the reason Tesla wasn't ranked was because uh, uh, Tesla... they didn't give access, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, the the official thing is that uh, it it could not officially rank Tesla among the brands because the electric vehicle manufacturer doesn't grant J.D. Power permission to survey its owners. Now, you can't stop J.D. Power from surveying owners. I mean, if I'm a Jaguar I-Pace driver and somebody rings me up and says, oh, how was your uh, Jaguar I-Pace? Yeah, it's up to me to give that uh, that opinion, right? Yeah, like Jag, Jag can't stop me. But then you wouldn't get thirty thousand within a year. And but that's the, I think problem. that's the problem: is yeah. they they want access to the OEM's database of of, so of me, car yeah. drivers, and uh, Tesla's not giving them access. Why? Do they know the build quality is not great? No, I think they have a policy with with regards to that. I don't think Tesla is trying to prove anything with regards to dependability. I don't think it's a metric that they're trying to hit. Whereas some other manufacturers could use this as a a marketing tool to say, you know, we're more dependable. Um, so I think it's more along those lines. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily the cause of less dependable. Um, well, I mean, if you look at just the number of problems at 176, yeah. uh, I would say they, 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 they may be, they may, they, they may be less, uh, reliable from, a, a small issues like we were talking about before, because the electric yeah. motors aren't going to break, the batteries aren't going to break. Um, so, you know, this is more kind of like a door handle or, uh, like you say, the panels that aren't fitting together properly or stitching or, something stitching or uh, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, they, yeah. they, they were surveyed, um, surveys from owners, um, in 35 states. Um, how many surveys did they do? So they, I think they only did 15 out of, out of 35 essentially. And that's, okay. You know, they need it to be more... More than that. So it's not really representative, and that's probably why it's not listed. But it's still, across those, that small sample set, there are 176 problems per 100 cars. And uh, uh, if you just put them in the rankings, that would have ranked them. It would have ranked Tesla 30th at 176 problems. would have ranked Jaguar 186th. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, I don't think that that's the high base, but, um, you know, who knows? <laughs> Um, um, and then Alfa Romeo uh, is after that, 196 problems per 100 cars. And then Land Rover is at the bottom of the list with 244 problems per 100 vehicles. Yeah, that's a bit of a shocker. I didn't realize that. Um, it's a little bit of a shocker. I, wasn't, I didn't expect them to be there. Um, but that's, you know. I mean, I've driven a Land Rover. I didn't have any issues. I, I, I told you I was in the Land Rover two weeks ago and it broke down. But that's, you know, that was a really old Land Rover to be fair. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a fascinating discussion, Wendy, and uh, that brings us to the uh, to the end of our Auto Trader podcast. Okay. And uh, my name's uh, George Mini, and that's been Wendy Sishi, and uh, we ask you to join us for the next Auto Trader podcast. Cheers.